Mike Todd can even mess up an easy sermon like Christmas and make it all about you and terrible theology. The mess or Christmas, Christmas, you don't gotta do it no more. It's because somebody already took the pain, but it started with Mary and Joseph. Let's talk about it here on All Things Theology. Cue my theme music. All Things Theology, All Things Theology, we chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God, hallowed because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yo, grace and peace, and welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology, where this is your host, K-Dub, and today we're going to talk about Christmas. I have talked in the past how many pastors, preachers will take a historical narrative and draw some conclusion or point that is not taught by didactic teaching. What do I mean? You know, like the story of Christmas becomes some allegory for how you become uh, you know, birthing something, right? It has T.D. Jakes language all over it, but we're not going to be talking about T.D. Jakes, although this, it, again, it has all that language on that. We're going to be talking about Mike Todd. Let me actually say something before I get into the sermon, because he's going to be in his house preaching. You may be asking, what? why is he in his house preaching a sermon? Well, we do want to extend, um, you know, a prayer to those in the church because there was an apparent uh, bomb threat and so, obviously, though we critique Mike Todd, we do not want anything for his safety to happen. We want him to come to Christ, right? We want those in Transformation Church to come to Christ. And so, I just want to say that first. Uh, pray for those in the church. Pray for Mike Todd as they navigate, I'm sure, difficulties of all what happened uh, that Sunday. And so, with that said, let's get into this first clip here. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. Luke chapter 2, verse 6. It says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first son, her firstborn son. She wrapped him. Remember, we talked about it being wrapped. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. There are many of you right now in the middle of a situation, just like Mary and Joseph. That uh, there's literally no one like <laughs> in a situation like Mary and Joseph, virgin birth, uh, angel come down, speak to them. I mean, no, no one has actually been in human history in that unique situation. Um, so because he said just like them, no, no one, no, name me somebody who else has gone through a virgin birth. They birthed the son of God who's second person in the Trinity. No, no one's ever <laughs> been in that situation. Literally, quite literally, nobody, you know, and to that we say, you know, you know, we say no, 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 nobody's been in that situation. But again, there's, this is going to be the story of Jesus is going to be some kind of, again, application immediately to you that, again, you guys are going to see how the, I mean, I mean, how do you even come to these conclusions? But, but we're, we're going to get there. It is a painful situation right now. Can I encourage you that there is a promise attached to that pain? And the, the whole goal would be for you to get almost to the point and give up. I want you to realize how many painful situations that Mary and Joseph have literally walked through in this whole situation. I mean, think about it. The pain of their promise. They had the pain of embarrassment, like literally having a child out of wedlock, um, I'm, I'm literally being shamed and shunned by the community. If any Now, I, again, I would need further explanation on what he means by them having a child out of wedlock. Joseph was not the father. So I, that, I mean, that statement by itself 
is very concerning because they didn't have a child out of wedlock. <laughs> One, the, the, the spirit conceived the child in Mary's womb, right? We're, we're told of that. So I, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, they had a child out of wedlock. Joseph was not the biological father. So how could they have a child out of wedlock? Again, I'm, I'm trying to be charitable in my critique there because I'm sure if I asked, you know, Mike Todd, hey, do you know you believe in the virgin birth? He probably, I'm, I'm going to grant that he probably would say yes. But it's a statement like that. That is concerning. And then it was offered with no clarification, anything like that. You know, they did not have a child out of wedlock. Um, very clear. I mean, Isaiah uh, 714 tells us about this. Uh, a young girl would conceive or well, a virgin would conceive a child. Right. And then we have in the you know New Testament authors about a virgin uh, conceiving a child. So just, just in case anybody wants to go there. But I was very alarmed when I heard that. But again, I'm trying to be fair to him. Maybe, maybe that was just a slip up. <laughs> I, I, but but again, that by itself, it, it was offered with no clarification. So I do want to respond to it. But even this whole issue of the story of Christmas is actually surrounding what we're going to see here. Really, Jesus is kind of like a byproduct of it, but the story really is centered around Mary and Joseph from what we're going to hear. It's about their pain, their pain in birthing something. And what you're going to see is this is kind of become some kind of allegory for the pain you're in is birthing something in you, you know, career, change, lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody finds out they have the pain of childbirth. Come on, mothers. Come on, let's be honest in here. Children would not be born if men had to, to actually be the ones to give birth. Because the truth of the matter is that pain that you go through giving childbirth with all of your organs and everything moving and everything going. This is the same pain many of us have in birthing a vision out. And I know I'm talking. See, see, you see what I'm saying? The Mary's pain and birth, right? Producing a child, i.e. who she produced, right? Who she birthed. You use that language. Jesus is about it becomes about a story about us. Right. You, you see, this is very man centered, very man. I mean, and this goes on for literally minutes. Uh, I mean, the large section at this house was literally about this point. Uh, let, let me go back just so you can hear it. Everything going. This is the same pain many of us have in birthing a vision out. So the same pain Mary had in birthing a child, the son of God, is the same pain we have in birthing a vision out. I mean, they're not comparable. <laughs> I mean, even if you wanted to go on the physical level, right? Mary giving birth to a child, not the same pain I have in birthing a vision. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Birthing a vision. What does that even mean? Um, creating a vision. Uh, I, I mean, but, but you notice how, again, the birth of Jesus becomes a story about the birth of your vision. See, this is what I'm saying, where it's just so man-centered, so anthropocentric, so all about you. I mean, this again, we're going to hear more of this, about this me-centric rather than theocentric, this me-centric narcissist, exegesis, eisegesis rather, where, again, the story of Christ is, I mean, I've, I'm listening for sections and there's nothing about the prophetic fulfillment, about Jesus being God coming in the flesh. Um you know, a little salvation, you know, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. But most of this story was an allegory about our vision, our promise. I know I'm talking to somebody right now because I'm experiencing the pain of birthing a vision out, the pain of not being in control of everything, the pain of having to move around problems. But I'm telling you, the baby is coming. I'm telling you that. 
what, what is going on? You know, what, what, what is going on? Wait a minute. Who are you? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? He needs some milk. It is not about us birthing anything. Let, let, let me go back. I just want to make sure you guys are listening, you know? Of having to move around problems, but I'm telling you the baby is coming. I'm telling The baby is coming again. In the same way Mary birthed the baby, i.e. Christ, the baby for us, right? The vision, the you know, <laughs> is coming for us. There's a you, But you see actually the problem? One is actually prophesied. You know, Isaiah uh, 53 uh, or, or sorry, uh, Isaiah 9, Isaiah 7 speaks about this son who would come. There's nothing in the Bible about your, you birthing a vision. There's nothing about that. So you see, fundamentally, he's placing these issues on the same level. The birth of God in the flesh with your birthing your vision. You see, this is why I say, look, this is actually dangerous stuff. This is not Christianity. This is what not Christmas is about. Look, okay, if you don't like Christmas, you think it's pagan nonsense. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm speaking about the incarnation. I'm speaking about who came. When I say I celebrate Christmas, I'm celebrating who came in the flesh and was born. Yes, I celebrate that absolutely with no shame. No shame at all. That God is going to get glory on the other side of this pain, but you got to hold on to the promise. And again, what's the promise? You birthing your vision, not the incarnation. You see how fundamentally this, this again, it, it comes about us, but he, he talks about the point of Christmas. I want to play this section right here. Mary and Joseph go through this, but despite all of the pain, and this is what I came to encourage you with, they, as I believe you will too, they still receive the promise. This is the story of Christmas. The pain, the frustration, the trauma, it is the platform for God to get you to the promise. So notice what's centered around the point of Christmas, God coming in the flesh. The point is centered around God getting to you where you, he, he wants you or where you want to go. Again, more narcissistic eisegesis going on with Mike Todd. But this section got as, a, as the, all this has been theological. But I thought this point was interesting because I'm, I'm thinking, like, how could he make this bad of a blunder? We get Christ out of the crisis. The whole reason you went through everything you went through. The whole reason that this is a type and a shadow. The whole reason that Mary and Joseph went through all of this. I need you to understand that the promise that we have of salvation, it was in Mary's pain. The promise we have in salvation is in Mary's pain. Now, I've listened to a lot of Roman Catholics, and this sounds a lot like what... Now, I don't think Mike Todd is coming from a Roman Catholic perspective, just to be fair. But our pain, our salvation is not rooted in Mary's pain. It's rooted in God. This, this is something God did, right? Not DT Cal. God did, right? God did this. Mary wasn't out there doing, doing this. God was doing it through her to birth uh, the son. But the salvation is wrapped up in Jesus Christ's life, death, burial, resurrection. Nowhere in scripture is, is, is it says salvation is rooted in Mary's pain. I, I don't know where he's getting any of this. 
This this is reinventing a story, right? He's taking he's taking a point. Mary Mary had birth had pain uh, child child pain, you know, in her labor. Obviously true. <laughs> Every woman does. Therefore, salvation is rooted in her in her pain. Just major leaps without expounding on any text to come from this, right? I mean, no, salvation is not rooted in anything Mary did, um, but rather God did. Um, it was in Mary's pain that we get Christ, but it was a type in a shower or a foreshadowing. I want you to listen to this section because this is this where it got interesting. Foreshadowing of the pain that Jesus would endure so that we could receive salvation. So Mary's pain in childbirth becomes some kind of typological uh, foreshadowing for the death of Christ. I don't know where he's getting any of that. I mean, none of the apostles make any reference to that. None of no Old Testament for, uh, prophecies make any reference to that apostles. No one in the Bible makes any reference to this issue about uh, Mary's birth pains are actually a type of Christ's death. I, again, I don't, I don't know where he's getting any of this. Again, this is just inventing the text, inventing a narrative how he wants. But again, the birth of Mary is, is really about how he's kind of allegorized it. Your birth pains, right? Your, your pain birth to produce the baby, as he said earlier. See, I need you to see what just happened. Mary had to go through the pain because she had to be the forerunner because Jesus was going to go to the pain to produce a promise, which is our salvation. Where in scripture is Mary called a forerunner? Actually, if you actually read the Bible, there's very little about Mary in the Bible. Let me just give you this kind of nugget. There are actually two places where the where forerunner is actually talked about. And, and uh, there, there's more, but... Uh, there's multiple references to the same person, i.e. John the Baptist, right? So John the Baptist is referred to as a forerunner, right? Literally, uh, you know, this will be fulfilled in Isaiah 40, uh, verses 3 to 5, uh, making the way for the Lord. And then Jesus is called the forerunner in that he makes a way for us, right? He's uh, Hebrews 6.20 talks about Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, uh, becoming a high priest forever, according to the uh to, according to the order of Melchizedek, literally nowhere in scripture is Mary called a, a forerunner and nowhere in scripture is Mary's uh, birth pains, some kind of allegory to the death of Christ. Again, he's making all of this up and cre creating his own typology and allegory. Um, the, the, uh, fanciful preaching, interesting, <laughs> but not biblical to say the least. This was Christmas's whole intent. This is why you don't have to live the same way. This is why you don't have to keep doing the same thing and going to the same places and live the mess or Christmas, Christmas. Let, 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 before I before I get into that point, let me let me just say this because I think some people actually struggle with, uh, you know, you know, seeing some error in things. Sometimes what people will do, and it's often what I get criticized. Mike Todd will say a true point. You know, yeah, you don't have to live the same way. That is true. But then he'll he'll mix in some of the lies. Mary being forerunner, right? Christmas kind of being about us birthing this birthing and uh, birthing pains, and then producing a baby, right? So don't get caught for the for you know when he says something true over the overall lie. I mean, Satan does that. Satan will share some truths, some good truths, but don't miss <laughs> don't miss the the baby in there. You know, don't miss the lie that's uh, going on in the midst of this. Christmas, you don't gotta do it no more. It's because somebody already took the pain, but it started with Mary and Joseph. 
Uh. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? So all Christmas, it, it started with Mary and Joseph. Um, we actually know very little about Mary, and we know even less about Joseph. You know, there are some scholars who actually uh, believe that he died very early on in Jesus' life, probably after the uh, you know the scene at the temple where you know they lost Jesus, because he's not mentioned at all. Joseph isn't mentioned at all in Jesus' ministry. So there are some people. I think it's plausible that Jesus was already, uh, Joseph was already dead. Uh, he had already gone on. Um, and so I don't know any any of this. Uh, I don't know. Again, I, I'm a loss for words a bit because I'm like, where is any of this in the Bible? See, you, you know, one of the things I encourage people to do when they're listening to a sermon, literally read it with Bible in hand. Now, he's about to give one of his proof texts for this verse. And you're like, and I kept it in there for a reason because it has nothing to do with what he was talking about. But I'll let him continue with this point. What? Not that point, but that's my point. Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> we'll let him continue. Birthing the promise out of pain so that Jesus one day could birth the promise of salvation out of his pain on the cross. Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and to save those. I don't know what that verse had to do with everything he just said prior to that. I mean, I love the verse. Yeah. Jesus came to seek Seek to save those who was lost. I don't know what that had to do with Mary and Joseph. Their pain kind of being a, a, a typological foreshadowing to the death of Christ. And, you know, salvation kind of being rooted in Mary's pain. And it kind of started with them. I don't know what any of that had to do with Christmas. The incarnation. Um, and so, guys, we have to be diligent when we're reading our Bible. Um, again, great verse on the story of Christ. Uh, the incarnation of Christ, man, we preach this at our church uh, this uh, Christmas Eve. And it was it was wonderful for for unto us. A child is born unto us. A son is given um, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Right. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, my goodness. We could expound on those deity uh, titles right there of the increase of the government. Uh, of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Jesus will bring peace. His doing, not Mary's pain, Christ himself on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Notice the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Not Mary's doing, not starting with her. All Christ. This is why we say solus Christus, Christ alone in him. Right. Are the promises made it matter in Christ are the promises. Yes. And amen. Nothing about Mary. But again, I belabored my point. Uh, hopefully you guys are, you know, will be edified by the response I've given to this. But man, this is why I say avoid Mike Todd. He is not a biblical preacher to the next time. Y'all grace and peace. Yo, grace and peace. Thank you for watching another episode of All Things Theology. If you enjoyed what you heard today, go on and give me a like. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. I promise to give you weekly lives, videos, interactions, exposing false teachers, sharing with you, the viewer, my theological beliefs, things about the culture and the Bible. So if you're here for that, come on and join us. 
Also, if you would like to support this channel financially, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member or a YouTube member. Links are in the description below. You can see content before it drops. You can also have Q&A sessions with also other Patreon members, YouTube members as well. So if you would like that, hit the description link in below.